Welcome to Life's Rich Tapestry, a podcast exploring the narrative of people's layered lives. Listen in on courageous conversations spoken from the heart. Gain insight into another's life as we tackle compelling topics which will expand your mind, help you gain perspective, and might even inspire you to do things differently. My name is Evelyn, and I look forward to your company. Yes, and welcome to another episode of Life's Rich Tapestry. Now, Australia is a vibrant, multicultural country. The culture of Australia's Aboriginal people is one of the oldest in the world. Aboriginal Australian culture dates back more than 60,000 years. Now, since 1945, almost 7 million people have migrated to Australia. This rich cultural diversity is one of its greatest strengths. In 2020, there were over 7.6 million migrants living in Australia. Nearly every single country from around the world was represented in Australians' population in 2020. Now, economic and political uncertainty in Chile in the 70s led to an increase in Chilean migrants to Australia. The Puebla family would immigrate here in 1977, leaving their country behind and starting a new life down under. Now, on today's podcast, I have with me Maria, who arrived here in Australia in her early teens. So I'd like to welcome Maria to the show. Welcome to the show, Maria. Oh, hi, Evelyn. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank yeah. you for the invitation. Yeah, it's so good to have you here. Now, I can't even imagine leaving your country at such a young age. How how was that for you when you migrated over here? Uh, for me, it was very exciting. Uh, it was an adventure. Um, but my parents and my brother and sister, which I got one of each, they were a little bit ha- apprehensive. I was so excited. I was just excited to be going on in a huge adventure. So for me, it was just a fun, a fun thing. Oh wow! And and so when you left, because I don't, I don't know much about the uh, the politics with Chile. So we, we won't talk about it that much because I don't know. But um, so did you, did you, did you actually speak English? I mean, no, oh, no, no. Goodness. We spoke no English. Um, so. We, it was it, look. It was a whole thing. It was a huge adventure, particularly for me, and it continues to be. Now I'm in my late fifties, and uh, yeah, it's uh, we um, we landed up in um, in at Sydney Airport, and I was so excited just to look out the little windows on the plane to see that everything was so clean. I was sparkly, oh, really? and uh, to me, it was just a you know, it's just a wonderland. I remember getting coming down the the you know the steps on the plane and thinking. Oh, I'm home. No, I'm a really? young teenager. I had no idea what I was saying. But I thought, oh, my gosh, this just feels so right. I'm so happy to be here. I never want to leave. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, and did the weather – was? The, is the weather different um, or about um, similar? It's about the same. We in Australia, we're a little bit more humid. We've got more humidity. The Chilean weather um, is a little bit more drier. 
But other than that, it was it was pretty much the same except for the language oh, and the okay. food. Oh my goodness, the food! <laughs> what, what, what good, good or bad? What, no, what do you mean? Oh, extraordinary! My, I come from a very uh, humble background where our staple diet was fish and rice, mm-hmm. and and things were really good. Maybe we looked at a little bit of ham, but uh, or perhaps butter. But other than that, it was fish and um, rice right, all the time, right, and just right. some veggies. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so to come here and to find all this beautiful colored food and things that I've never tried in my wow. life, it was just, again, for me it was another experience which uh, was very enriching. Oh, so so you came over. Did you have to go into a migrant camp or anything like that? How did that work out? Yeah. Yes, we did, actually. It's okay. now called the Villawood Detention Center. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what was it called back then? It was just the Villawood Migrant Center. Okay. And okay. they had no wife, no wire fences, no camp. It was an open place. So oh. we were given this unit mm-hmm. and uh, it was very comfortable, but we couldn't cook there. We had a communal dining room. And there were times when we had to, well, breakfast, lunch and dinner, mm-hmm. we were all prepared and ready to go. And mm-hmm. there was a school nearby and that was Chester Hill High and most of the population spoke Spanish and those poor teachers oh my <laughs> trying to teach us English. Uh, it was it was just a fun time. The poor the poor teachers, oh <laughs> looking God. back, they were, uh. I'm sure they went home and they will say, I'm not going back again. But they did. They came well, back and... Wow. But, uh, yeah, we only stayed there for three months. Three months. And so you said they spoke Spanish. Were they all Chileans at the Villa Wood Migrant Center yeah, at that time? At uh, the time, it was just okay. all South American. South American. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, How did you learn English? I mean, how, I, I can't even imagine coming as a teen, you know, a preteen, because you're pretty much set in your way. So to learn a new language, mm-hmm. how did that work for you? Look, my dad was determined that we would make a really good life here in Australia. Um, we had left everything behind. Um, they had left their professions and their home, country, their culture. So he was determined not to make it a waste. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we only stayed at the migrant centre for three months. Mm-hmm. And then he decided we would move to housing commission flats at North Ride, Connor Herring Road, and, oh, I can't remember the road. Anyway, it, yeah. it was just um, in North Rye. So we went from Villawood Migrant Centre where everybody spoke Spanish and I had no issues communicating yeah. to yeah. living in a fourth floor of a unit and then everybody spoke English. So my dad found nothing better to do but put me in North Rye High. <laughs> I was the only – oh, no, there was another – family whose children were also there. Mm-hmm. There were two children that spoke Spanish and I used to sit around on my own for the longest time at lunchtime and recess because I couldn't communicate. What? And but <laughs> so did you actually take tutoring lessons or, no, or you no. just it just you just picked I it got up after thrown a while. into the deep end and I either learned learnt it or Sunk and drowned. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes. And so, how long did it take you to actually learn English? Oh, uh, look, I'm still learning. It's such a beautiful, fluent language. Um, but it took it took me to a, a really good couple of years to feel that I could actually write something. But I was good at maths. Okay. So okay. I was lousy at English. Mm-hmm. So the girls. This, well, the English girls uh, pretty quickly discovered that I knew my numbers because they became my friends. It doesn't matter what language you yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Some is a sum. So they, I would do the maths homework 
and they oh. would do and I, they would do my English homework. <gasps> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's how I got through it. And eventually I was stood on my own. I was able to do it. But that went for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And, and so what was the hardest thing about live, leaving your country behind? Was there when you moved to Australia, did, were you a bit homesick or? No. Um, okay. My parents were. My mum more than anybody else. I I've got an adventurous spirit and I, I'm really mm. proud of that. Yeah. And I really don't mind change. So for me, the whole thing just continued to this day. Yeah. To this day, a huge adventure. Yeah. And I take everything with open arms and an open heart. And you know what? That's how you, you grow. You know, that's how you enrich and you learn. Yeah. You're here to learn. Go and yeah. learn. That's, that is so interesting that you said as soon as you landed in Australia, you felt you found home. Because that actually happened to me too. Oh, wow. I, I flew over Sydney and I looked down, you know, saw the opera house and, and uh, the harbor. I thought, oh my God, I want to live here. Yeah. And yeah. and then as soon as I landed and we were walking through the botanical gardens, I was backpacking with my girlfriends and I, and just the multiculturalism, mm. I just loved it. Mm. And, um, and then, you know, you come across all these different people looking different and then they had this Good day, Aussie mate accent. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. And I felt so accepted. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I've, I don't know, because I, I, as well, I've got an adventurous spirit as well. And and I don't know, I just love that. So you probably felt that as well. Is that correct? I did. And I yeah. still do. We've done a lot of traveling. We've been to some beautiful places. And we always yeah. go, oh, my goodness, look at this. It'll be lovely to live here, live there. But the minute you get on the plane, you come over the harbor breach and like with the plane and you look down, you see the opera house. And you, you sort feel of like you're home again exactly mm, no this is home yeah, yeah. I, I i feel the mm. same way mm. now how did you acclimatize to the aussie way of life like what do you like the most about the australian way of life because i i think being chilean you know growing up and aussie is quite different mm. so how did you acclimate i i've along with my adventure and spirit i'm very independent and stubborn so i liked the way that it offered me that freedom to develop who I was to a point. Obviously, you know, I've, I was yeah. growing up and my parents, there were mm -hmm. boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, but just to be able to express and to um, look ahead and see the potential of mm -hmm. what Australia truly was for me as a youngster, what I could do, how I could um, direct my life, how I could, um, where could I live, what could I do, little things as a, as a young child, you know, like, oh, my goodness, I could wear this, could never wear that in Chile. Oh, my goodness, I could do that. Oh, poof, this is so awesome. So I loved the freedom and uh, the, and the independence that allowed that allowed me, Australia allowed me to be and to blossom into the person that I am today. Mm -hmm. And it's been a whole journey, obviously. I mean, I'm in my yeah. late 50s now. Um, but the acclimatization into the Australian culture was just wow. so easy. It was like a glove. It fitted. It was oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. I knew and I couldn't understand why. Other migrants, because I got to know a lot of migrants and from different countries, how they always had um, that there was an issue. It was never good enough, and I thought, yeah. oh my goodness, this country is giving me life. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, I, so I just want to ask about your family. Now, how did they acclimatize? How because I know sometimes family members don't do well in another country yeah. and they go back. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my siblings, he mm -hmm. um, brother, he went back. Couldn't. 
could not get used to it. Yeah. I don't, I feel, I don't know much about my sister. I think she's kind of not too sure. Yeah. My yeah. mom definitely didn't, could never acclimatise, never had yeah. any English friends. They were all South Americans. And my dad did his very best to get out there. In fact, at one point we both did reflexology together. Oh, okay. And we set up a, okay. little, a little clinic. This is many, many years ago. Okay. And we worked together just trying to get up there and be of service, which is something that my dad inculcated into me and, yeah. and something that I love doing. Yeah. Wow. Well, because you do hear that people, Australian, I mean, people immigrated over Italians or whoever, mm-hmm. Vietnamese, and they stay within their community and, and you, they, their English has not gotten any better because they've stayed within their community. And I think with Australia, it's about getting out. But what I do like about Australia, I must admit this, even though people do stay within their small communities, they're still accepted wherever they go. Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I just really love living here. Like I've lived in America for many years, mm. but there's a different sort of, mm. uh, feeling here in, yeah. in, in there's Australia. A richness. There is a richness. A- yeah. Like we accept, we accept everybody for who they are. And it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. There's just something mm. really special about living here. And I'm, I'm just really, really grateful. Yeah. So to, am I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, we, uh, so, uh, you probably know this already, but I think this is kind of interesting. So about one in every four migrants in Australia, they're from these four different countries. Do you have, you want to, you want to guess? No, no, go <laughs> Just ahead. out of curiosity. No, no, so, go ahead. Yep, so, yeah. <laughs> so, England? Yeah, yes, England, that's, England, not, that's number one. one. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand? And then, yes, yep, yep, you got it. And then... And then number number two is uh, no no sorry that was number two and then uh, and then we've got Vietnam yeah. and China yeah, yeah. absolutely oh and, so, and, and India as well sure. all the the top five yeah. so yeah. that's pretty close now many many years ago like um it, like when the war it mm. was it was mainly Italy and, and Europeans. other Europeans mm. and stuff mm. but now now we have a lot of Asians coming over oh my god and the food. I know the food the, is the amazing. The food and the richness. I mean, it's what January now. We've gone into um, the um, Chinese New Year, so there's yeah. all the festivities, the color. The, if know. they hadn't come into Australia, we wouldn't have access to that. I know that's true, and and I think they Australianize the the mm. food, and mm. I love it. Mm. I do love it. I mean, mm. we're, we're me and you are mm. both a bit of foodies anyways but uh, but I do I love the food here um in in Australia so I know it's a bit harder to immigrate I think as I mean the times are different now as well but uh, I know that when we came over it was uh it was more exciting now when your parents came over because they were a little bit older mm. were they did they have to start over or were there um were there qualifications in Chile were they recognized here or, or no no, no. Oh, okay. so mum came over with three degrees and dad came over with an um with a with a I think he was a professor of mathematics or something like that mm-hmm. he was a teacher in mathematics yeah uh, no they had to do it all over again so they found it really difficult for a long time they took menial jobs mm-hmm. just to oh. make ends meet like cleaners and drivers and couriers or whatever else but mum, uh, she was offered, um, she went for a job at Westmead Hospital. Okay. As okay. a cleaner. Yeah. And she took all her qualifications with her, a big folder. Oh. And even though it was all in Spanish, it had been translated, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. She was offered to do, they offer her to um, 
whether she would like to become a um, university nurse and they will oh, train her oh, and work at the same time. So wow. she will go to school, like university, and mm. train. And, and eventually she got her degree. It took her about four, four or five years. So she became a, a nurse and became a senior nurse. Oh, fantastic. That was, yeah, that was her. My dad, my dad was a, a, a very proud man and mm-hmm. he found it a little bit tougher. Yeah. So he didn't want to go back to university. So he just um, created his own business and or worked for somebody and became a career mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. did that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, until he retired. Wow. And um, so – so you you obviously have children, right? And yep. so you married an Australian. I certainly did. Did and how how was was that a bit of a cultural shock or? or <laughs> I mean, yep, yep, yep. No, okay, no, absolutely, it was. So yeah, I, I I think deep down in my mum's heart and my dad's, yeah, it was expected I would marry a South American, yes, Latino man. Yeah. I had other ideas. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I'm five foot nothing. Yes. And I thought I need to improve the race Yeah, in so many ways. <laughs> so I found myself a six foot three man. Oh, my God. I know. And I, we got married. We have four oh, children together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Yeah, thanks. They're all taller than me. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> Any, everybody's taller than me. And their threat was, Mum, if you don't behave, we'll sit you on the fridge. Okay. Oh, I'm like, I didn't realize there was such a height disparity. Yeah. But oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I look at photos and I come under his belly button, I'm sure. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and w- w- was there a difference in, in um, parenting skill? I mean, uh, just. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, so my, my family, uh, we were all very. The family unit was very important, yeah, and how yeah. we brought up our children, yeah. uh, eating healthily, um, living outdoors, having yeah. a healthy mind, mm. and for me, being of service to the community that you were born into was mm-hmm. was and is still is yeah. extremely important. In fact, that drives me. Um, so, yeah, th- there were differences, extremely big differences, and uh, I guess you know at some point those differences um, amongst others. Yeah, yeah, you know, got a little bit difficult. Mm. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. I, I was just wondering if there were any cultural differences in raising yeah, the children, totally like, was. like chilling it. Yeah, okay, mm, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. And um, so, have you been back to Chile? Yep, I okay. went back yeah. in two thousand and seventeen oh, okay. to um, for a month with my uh-huh. business. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I, much as is my country where I was born, uh-huh. Australia's home. Yeah. So after, did you feel it more after going there and coming back? Um, I knew yeah. when I landed that Australia was home. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And I was there to do a job, which I did. Yes. And then yes. I came home. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think sometimes like when you go back home to where you're from and then you realize when you're home, like for instance when I went to America and I missed Australia so much mm-hmm. I realized then it's like oh my gosh Australia's home I, I can never live mm-hmm. in the states ever mm-hmm. uh, ever again even though I sound very American but I just I love Australia too I, f- I feel that as well yeah you know so we I have I, roots here we have yeah mm. we have roots here. deep roots deep ro- yeah mm. yeah it's mm. it's a connection Chile is a beautiful country it offers a lot yeah um, but 
it did not fit my psychic. And yeah, I think that makes yeah. me the black sheep of the family. Oh, are you? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. okay. I, can't, I can't imagine that at all, Maria. <laughs> okay. um, so, gosh, it's, it's been so good having you on, on the show today. I mean, I think uh, for those listeners out there, I mean, Australia is, is – what do you love the best about Australia? Just sum it up. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I love that we've got a fierce independent spirit. Yes. And, and a sense of community and mateship. Yeah. That, uh, you know, sometimes you don't know who you're talking to or you don't know who it's your neighbor or whatever. But when, it, when, when the ships are down, oh, my goodness, we all come up and come up to the plate and decide, no, we all got to help. And, and now more than ever, I think it's important the community, the mm. community living, the community, to reach out to your community. It's just so important. Yeah. You know, there are people out there, and I make a lot of calls, if I may yeah. say this, yeah. to people yeah. and whatever. And there are times that I've rang people and they've said, you know what? Maria, mm-hmm. thanks for calling. You know, wow. thanks for calling. It's just really nice to know that people care. Yeah. And that's just so important. I love that, that we care for each other as humans. Yeah. And yeah. we're on this, on this amazing country. Yes, mm. I, I agree. And and I think we're also very lucky to live up here in the beautiful Blue Mountains. Oh, my oh, goodness, gosh, yes. We are so, so lucky. Blessed. I mean, blessed. Very blessed. And I feel very blessed to, mm. to mm. be here. Mm. But um, so it kind of has been, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm going to have you on another time and we'll talk about about other things, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much for okay. having me. It's indeed a pleasure. Okay. Chat soon. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much for your company. Please tune in next week to Life's Rich Tapestry, where you will hear another courageous conversation spoken from the heart.